This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. We're here in our staff service at World Ministries International. It's a live audience. We're in our chapel. I have apostolic leader Eric Hurd. He's from Hawaii. He's been leading Sons of Issachar. He's been a spiritual son of mine for a long time now. And I think you're going to enjoy what he's going to share. He's been with me now for a few days. He's seen what we do with leaders coming in and out constantly and how we are trying to unite people of all walks of life. As I'm getting ready to kick off Eagles Saving Nations. Eagles Saving Nations. Not only to save this nation, but other nations so the church can prosper, so they can live at freedom, so they can have their liberties and be free instead of coming under tyranny. Leaders making up eagles, saving nations. Goes right on the Great Commission, the Holy Spirit, that we are supposed to tarry before we ever try to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ. It's going to be powerful. Again, this is Eric Hurd. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Hansen. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Praise God. Are your spirits ready? You have something to write with? (laughs) Praise God. Thank God for being here. It's been a while. I'd like to thank everyone for your love. Just every time I come here, my heart flutters with vision. And so I'm just really absorbing everything, taking it all in. I was telling Dahlia yesterday, just reacclimating myself as my wife and I were planning to exit the uh, communist Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii is a very beautiful place, but it's very tyrannical at this point right now, beyond measure. So I think it's a test ground for the new world order. So I won't deal with that today because Dr. Hansen is very proficient in understanding the times. God gave me the sons of Issachar back in the 90s understanding the times and knowing what to do. So I'm going to focus on right now, my time with you is focusing on what to do. What do we do as people of God? But I salute every one of you. I really thank you for your love. Thank you for your service. I heard this morning the Lord says that you have no clue what's in store for you. You have no clue what's in store for you. And the work that you're doing here is so profound. It's so needed. When I met Dr. Hansen years ago, I was given an assignment by uh, Pastor Randy to chauffeur him around. And so I would take his briefcase and I would just chauffeur him around. And so God was dealing with me about a lot of things. I didn't understand the prophetic and the apostolic, but God placed him in my life at the right time because God began to tell me, walk in the apostolic anointing. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to seem as if I was trying to be something. I wasn't. I just heard the voice says, now it's time to walk in apostolic. As God raised me up, cleaning toilets (laughs) in the church. I did it with vigor and with pride. Anything I could do, um, I did for the Lord. And so uh, through faithfulness, the elevations begin to come. And so at this point right now, it's not about a title. It's about a responsibility. It's about an office that we have to fulfill our calling. We must. There's no other way. And so this is why when I come here, I see the spirit of excellence God, this is always what I wanted. Because when you give to God, you want to give your very best. And so thank God I've come here and uh, I'm just overwhelmed and just meditating on the goodness of God just to see what God is doing in the earth. And so I don't think, again, you have a clue of what is on the other side for you, for the work you have done here. 
Whether it's just giving an offering of $5 or $1 for the work of the ministry, God is going to tremendously bless you. And as we are faithful to the ministry, God will uh, elevate us. With elevation comes more responsibility or the ability to respond. And so God will bless us. So today uh, we thank God today. Quick prayer. Father, thank you today for being here. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for the leadership of this ministry and everyone who works in this ministry. I bless them today. I strengthen them today in the name of Jesus Christ. And may their hearts be encouraged today about what you're going to speak. I'm just a vessel. Father, use me. We pray. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I like participation. Okay, if I don't get participation, we'll be here till 6 o'clock at night. Okay, so it's, work with me. Okay? Preach with me. Teach with me. Okay? And raise your hands. You can say hallelujah. You can go here, here. Okay? However you want. Uh, but we want to have interaction because we're ministering to the Lord. Say ministering to the Lord. We're ministering to Him today. Amen. So this moment in time will be archived. In the annals of heaven, and we will remember, I think uh, one of the prophets says that every time you come together to be with God, there is a book of remembrance that's written. And we'll get to heaven and we'll say, remember that day? What day is it today? Remember the 23rd? Praise God. We were together. Hallelujah. And we're talking about the Lord. So when we come together, it's not just a service of what we want. It is what God wants. And we're here to edify each other in love. Build each other up. Right? To encourage you to keep on going, to endure to the end. Now, I want to ask you a quick question because I do like interaction. And since I love that, can anybody give me the definition of love? We talk about love. We sing about it. God loves us. He loves the world. What is the definition of love? Can anybody tell me? What's the definition of love? Unconditional. Unconditional. Definition of love. Okay. Selfless. Selfless. Okay. Anyone else? What is love? What is the definition of love? Forgiving with unmerited favor. Okay, anyone else? God is love. Okay, great. He's all those things. And what you said was correct. Now, let me give you an interpretation that I think may help you. Because by this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one to another. Love is the care and the concern for the welfare and well-being of someone or something. Okay, I'll say it again. Love is the concern for the welfare and well-being of something or someone. That's what love is. We are commanded to love each other. Yes, we're commanded to have unconditional love, but we must define it first. Okay? It's the understanding of what God is saying. So when I love you, I am concerned about your welfare and well-being. Spirit, soul, body, mind, will, and emotion. I'm concerned about that. Now, the wonders of God's word, this is here. We talked about we're in a war. And I have a bracelet here that I wear every day. It says, this is war. We're in a war. And because I have had the privilege to be in the military, I understand certain principles of warfare. I'm a strategist. I'm asking God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, what do we do now? We understand the times. People are waking up in this last days. But what do we do to make the changes that's necessary To see thy kingdom come, what do we do? The ability to connect the dots. God's word is so powerful that you can't get enough of it. When I do my studies, it's like it's too much. I have to close the book and I say it's too much for me. I cannot attain to it. That's what David said. It's too much. It's so much richness. Every comma, every period, every word. And I go into the Greek and Hebrew to get a broader understanding to 
broaden my perspective of what God is saying, because the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory. We have the mind of Christ. Amen. We have a sound mind. When people are losing their minds, when people are full of anxiety and fear in the last days, I thank God I have a sound mind. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. That is so wonderful to me. To have a sound mind in this day and time. To have understanding. Happy is one who gets understanding. If you and I want to know about anything, all we have to do is ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what's going on? Because he has been assigned to lead us and to guide us into all truth. That's his job. So anything you and I want to know, all we have to do is ask God. Show me, Lord. I love God so much. He shows me so many things. All I have to do is ask him. Whether I get that personal revelation for myself or someone gives me a book to read or someone says something or someone confirms something, God will give me the answer. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Matthew 18 and 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There is never a time, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, where we come to the house of God and can't get what we need. Come on. Every time I meet, if it's just two people, I'm going to get what I need to get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, listen, I need you to pray for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. He says, we're two or three. It don't take a whole lot of numbers. See, I've learned to take God and Jesus at his word. Yes. It's very simple. It's not difficult. When two or three are gathered together, I'm in the midst. So if Jesus Christ was here and he is here now, what would you ask him? What do you need right now? What do you want? God does not only give us what we need. He gives us what we want. If it's in line with his plan. Now I want you for a few moments before we go on. The thing that you have on your mind and heart right now. I want you to take a time to think about that. I want you just to you know, put it in the forefront. And we're just going to lift our hands and thank God for it. If you need a healing, Lord, I need a healing. If you need some situation going on with your family, so Lord, I need you to touch my son, my daughter. Okay, we're going to believe God. I need you to touch my mind. I need you to do something for me. I need something new. Okay, we're going to do that. So I want you to close your eyes. And whatever is on your heart right now, whether it be the surgery coming up, whether it be finances you need, whether it be healing in your body, I just want you to say, put that in your heart. Okay? Hallelujah. Now I want you to uh, thank God for it. 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 Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you believe, you receive. So you have to believe it first. Hallelujah. You believe it first. The world says, I have to see it first to believe it. God says, you believe it, then you get it. It's flipped around. Hallelujah. So I get everything I need. Hallelujah. When I speak to mountains, I don't stay focused on one mountain. I'm speaking to at least a dozen mountains a day. Hallelujah. Amen. I speak to them and I move on. Hallelujah. And then I turn around. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. I tell you, it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, Lord, I forgot about that. I prayed about that, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Lord says, I didn't forget. Amen. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Right. If you want to fight this battle and endure, you must have joy. Yeah. Joy is different from happiness. Happiness can be fleeting. Happiness, uh, something happens to your car, you got a brand new car, someone hits it, your happiness is gone. Joy says, I have insurance, praise God. I'll get it fixed. <laughs> Hallelujah. There was a reason why it had to be hit. Because I'm not worshiping things. Can you say amen? amen? 
Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. When you bless God, you give him everything. When we come to service, you know, my mind is not thinking about what I'm going to eat this afternoon. Hallelujah. It's not thinking about anything else. I'm blessing the Lord with all that's within me. All my energy, praise God. How can you be sick when you bless the Lord with all your energy? With all your cells and with all your being, with all your breath. How can you be sick? Hallelujah. I rebuke sickness. Praise the Lord. When I get a cough, I say in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, my wife laughs. See, I don't let sickness even get a grip. You attack me, I'm attacking you back. Immediately. Oh, I got a cold. Oh, I wonder what's coming up. No, I don't say that. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, you cannot attack this body. It's unlawful. You can't attack my mind. It's unlawful. You cannot attack my emotions. It's unlawful. God in the last days wants us to begin to walk in victory. Say victory. Victory. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. What is the soul? The soul is mind, will, and emotion. The soul is mind, the ability to think, the ability to choose, and the ability to feel. We have to know who we are in respect to the world. I have some people today, even older people, they don't know who they are in the world. This should be our lifelong pursuit to understand why we're in the world, what is our purpose, and where we're going when we leave here. Should be our main focus. And forget not all his benefits. There are 7,700 promises in the Bible. Look at your neighbor and says, and ask him, how many do you know? Mm. Mm. Out of 7,700. How many promises do you know? 7,700. Okay, I'll praise God. Amen. You're ahead of the game. Hallelujah. We have not because we ask not. And so I just wanted to spend some time with you today just to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Sometimes being in the gospel, you can get too familiar with the scriptures. but not really understanding the magnitude of what Jesus Christ is saying. So we don't want to forget all of his benefits. Verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, the deep-seated sin that we was born in, who healeth some of thy diseases. What does it say? All. All. Dis-ease. I have no dis-ease. I'm one with myself. I'm one with God. Hallelujah. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. How can disease and sickness dwell in me? Did it dwell in Christ? Glory be to God. Who redeems my life from destruction, who crowneth me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Not just mercy, mercies. Who settles my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. I hear people say, I'm getting old. You know, just getting old. You know how it is? No, I don't. Hallelujah. I'll be 60 next year and I feel strong like a 30-year-old man. Right. Yeah. Hallelujah. My mama asked me how you got another birthday? Yeah, I said I'm getting younger. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Any younger, I'll be in the womb, praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. She cracked up. Because you'll have what you say. Dr. Hansen told me he wants to live to 120. I said, praise the Lord. Yeah. If any two shall agree, it shall be done. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So your youth is renewed like the eagles. So you have eagles here in Washington. You study eagles. 
Understand how eagles. God doesn't say things through the heart of David for nothing. So now you go and find out what does the eagles do? What are their attributes? And then now you have an understanding that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise God. Well, you know, I have Alzheimer's. Stop saying that. Dementia. No, I don't. My mind will be sound. Praise God till I leave here. Do you believe it? Glory be to God. So Paul is saying that he wants your eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You are the saints. You have an inheritance. Praise God. You know, I used to tell my wife and she used to get irritated with me. I said, I own everything. I own your house. I own this property. It's mine. Amen, somebody. Amen. You own my house. Yes, I do. <laughs> because I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. Amen. See, some of you are like, well, I don't know. I own everything. Anything I can put my eyes on, it belongs to me because I'm an heir of God and you are an heir. You own my house. How's that? Amen. Okay. Amen. Anytime you come to Hawaii, you just say, this is your house. <laughs> now, you don't have to pay the mortgage. You don't have to sweep. You don't have to clean. How's that? But it's your house. <laughs> Glory to God. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word? Who believe? It's only to those that believe. You don't have to believe. That's fine. I believe that I own everything. I believe that the universe belongs to me. I choose to believe that. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. I believe that I'm seated with Christ. I think the scripture tells me in heavenly places. And it's not being arrogant. It's just knowing who you are. See, people get, they say, well, you, no, I'm not. I'm confident. There's nothing in me. But I'm going to take full advantage of what was wrought on Calvary. To not take full advantage of what was wrought on Calvary is a front to God. I take every benefit that Christ died for, that blood was shed, I take access of it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so people don't like that when you're confident. Confidence and arrogance are two different things. Yeah. Because I know within me there's no good thing. I already know that. I'm well aware. But I am bold and I want you to be bold in the things of God. Amen. We need warriors today. Hallelujah. Amen. We need warriors. Hallelujah. We have to have the warrior mindset. And we need to attack the enemy. Like the song is nice. Clap your hands and all that good stuff. We're in war. Listen, the enemy attacks me. I'm attacking him back. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to run you down. Mm-hmm. Devil, I'm running you down. I'm running your demons down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says demons tremble. Have you come to torment me before the time? Gabe, same thing. When you come on the scene, they say, Gabe, have you come to torment us before the time? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. We're trying to get you to understand who you are in Christ. Amen. You don't have to have a title behind your name. Just understand the scriptures. I understood these scriptures years ago when I was first born again at the age of 21. God moved me into my ultimate destiny and calling and still doing that. But when I read that as a new Christian, I said, wow, this is amazing. I have all this power. You tell me I have all this. Listen, I began to institute this thing. Bam. And because of the faithfulness, God began to say, "Okay, you're ready to go to the next level. So it says here, far above principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. See, I'll be here at six o'clock because I'm not getting the response I want. But anyway, by the word of God. <laughs> Better say amen. Or I'm, 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 I guess you're not getting it. <laughs> so I got I to gotta dissect it a little bit more. No, I'm just kidding. 
and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. We serve a winner. Amen. We serve a warrior. Amen. We serve one who has overcome. Hallelujah. All things in heaven, in earth, and beneath the earth. Amen. Glory be to God. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. All things are subject to Christ. When you get that, it's like, wow, we cannot lose. I can't lose if I wanted to. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I am a conqueror. I am an overcomer. We'll be talking today and next week about open your mouth. I'm just setting the foundation for you. So what do we do about the events that are taking place in our world today? Do we have any say? Or we just sit back and just be slaughtered? What is our role as Christian, born again people? Do we just spectate or do we participate in this cosmic battle between good and evil? We are at war. This war is of information and revelation. I try to be revelant. Many things in the Bible are great, but I ask God, make me revelant. Make me timely. What are you saying now? Show me so I can encourage God's people. And strengthen the body of Christ. We have seen casualties, ladies and gentlemen. Even amongst those who say they're Christians. Because of the lack of information and the lack of revelation. Revelation breeds excitement. When God reveals things to you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the world is waiting for the manifested sons and daughters of God. To operate in their full authority and power. We're going to see things we have never seen. How many of you believe in translations? Yeah. Shut down the planes if you want to and let God translate me. Yeah. I said shut down the planes. <laughs> Glory to God. My son and I, praise God, we practiced that when we were watching, I think it's uh, That Supernatural. And the guy was saying that years ago. He was saying, you know, I've been translated and everything. And the Bible says that we can do this, yeah? yeah. And I believe God has already prepared things that we need to do because he knew that the enemy would try to shut down all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I said, well, son, let's try this. And so we were in the living room there and I said, let's go in the other room and let's believe God that we're in another place. Mm -hmm. I believe, I believe yeah. I am that childlike to believe that what God has said, he's able to perform. Amen. Amen. Some Christians, they get translated like, what am I doing here? I'm ready. Okay, God, I'm here. What do you need me to do? Yeah. Beam me up, Scotty. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are divine keys that unlock heaven's doors and everything you and I will need in this life. And the life which is to come. He says, I've given you the keys. My wife says to me, you get everything you want. I say, that's right. Everything you want, you get. Everything you ask for, you get. Because I understand how the principles work. My pastor told me one time, he says, Eric, you can believe God for anything. I said, that's right. Now, am I any different from you? I'm not. I just take God in his word. I'm no different from you. I just have childlike faith. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly, not only what you ask, but what you think. We got to get our thinking in line. Because out of the thoughts of the heart, the mouth speaks. Once I get my heart right, my soul right, two interchangeable synonymous words, now my mouth speaks properly. And you'll get exactly what you ask for. Not what you just ask for, exceedingly abundantly of what you ask for. It happens all the time. I'm just like a little kid. I'm like, Lord, you know, you just, sometimes I just cry. Because like, yeah, you just keep doing it. He 
His love is so powerful. He delights in giving us the kingdom. Amen. It's His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yeah. You don't have to go without. You're a child of the king. Say, I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. You are a child of the king. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Now, I tell the congregation back in Hawaii, when they know when I come to speak, okay, I want them to be students. I want them to be in the war college because we are at war. Okay. And if you don't know how to use your weapons, then you will be a casualty. You will be. There's no other way. We can't fight the devil with our physical strength. I tell the brothers, listen, don't make difference how much you can bench press. Okay, can you bench press the devil? Fighting a foe that you can't see. Fighting a foe that's been at this for thousands of years. I said, if you really want to be tough, okay, get in God's arm and see how tough you are. <laughs> Glory to God. Because Satan, he has guerrilla warfare tactics. So you must learn how to be a soldier in God's army. Hallelujah. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you want grace and peace, it's through the knowledge. Not only the knowledge, through the revelation. So in other words, when I come to you, ladies and gentlemen, I can only give you information. I try to connect the dots to paint a picture for you so you can see the mind of God. Does that make sense? But revelation does not come from man. I can preach that I'm blue in the face. If you don't spend time at the foot of Jesus Christ, you will not get revelation. You have to do it. I know we're busy and coming to the Bible, so many things. I wash the dishes, I clean the clothes, I gotta wash the car, I gotta do all this. But listen, sit down at the foot of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, reveal to me what do you want me to do for my life? Where do you want me to go? So I'm at a crossroad. We're looking, saying, God, where do you need me to be? I was praying yesterday, God, I cannot miss it. Amen. I know what I want. I know what my wife wants. I know what other voices are telling me. I've got to hear from God myself. Yes. Hallelujah. Reveal to me. And I said, oh, Lord, you've always revealed to me. When he told me to stay in Hawaii, my wife did not want to stay in Hawaii. But he said, stay. So I stayed and then I said, Lord, you have to deal with her because she want to be back near the mainland so she can be with family. And so uh, God deal with her. She said, one day she says, you know, guess what, Eric? I think we need to stay in Hawaii. I said, yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I don't try to change her. I let the God change her. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory be to God. We have bought three homes there. And we were praying because the first home we got, you know, when you first get your first house, right? You're excited, you know, to get your first house. Yeah. And so, but it wasn't exactly what we wanted, but it was our first house. We were very excited and very thankful for it. But across the way was exactly what we wanted, what we prayed for. And it was dirt. And I said, God, this is exactly what we prayed for. Everything you prayed for was in the prayer. So I stood on the ground and God says, this is your house. I said, my house? This is what you asked for, right? Everything you asked for. I said, yes, this is my house. I said, how are we going to pay for two mortgages? He said, this is your house. 20 years later, we're in that house. That's worth 1.4 million. Glory be to God. If you can't believe, all things are possible. I don't want, ever want to get into a funk where God is just routine to me. I want every day to be fascinating, to be enjoyable, to be a mystery, to see the hand of God, to see the things I can't see and perceive with my natural mind. Hallelujah. Adventure. Yes, adventure. Hallelujah. The journey, praise God. Hallelujah. I remember meeting Adalia in Africa. And we're at the dental clinic. And she says, uh, I'm coming to America and I'm going to get married. Would you walk me down the aisle? I said, sure. I believe God. If that's what you want, I agree with you. Praise God. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. Yeah. Is a doll you here right now? 
Yes. Is she married? Yes. Did I walk her down the aisle? Yes. Hallelujah. So when I was walking down the aisle, I says, prophecy fulfilled. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Listen, I'm out there. I can believe God for anything. Praise God. God can do anything he wants, when he wants, how he wants to do it. Yes. He's God. Yes. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm getting excited by myself. According as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. God has called us to glory and virtue. Virtue means the, the essence of God. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may become partaker of the divine nature. You're not just flesh. This is an earth suit. You are a spirit being. Say I'm a spirit being. Spirit. Hallelujah! You are a mighty, powerful, dynamic spiritual being. Amen. You're not even male or female. No. <laughs> you be male or female if you want. You want to be led around by hormones? Or do you want to be led by the Spirit? Amen. When the Spirit goes, I tell you, I just like the wind, as Jesus said, goes from north, south, east, and west. So everyone who is led by the Spirit, I just flow with God every day. Because I know He has my best interest in mind. Yes. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, I'm flowing with God. My life is in God's hands. Amen. David said this, my times are in your hands. Yes. Hallelujah. From the time I was conceived to the time I take my last breath is in God's hands Amen. and determination. Amen. I like what Dr. Hansen says. Nothing can happen to me unless God allows it. Amen. And when God allows it, nothing I can do about it. Amen. So I'm going to live life to the robust. I enjoy, praise God. If it's a cup of noodles, I say, thank you for this cup of noodles, God. These noodles are fascinating. Hallelujah. How were they made? <laughs> Who made them? <laughs> Everything is exciting to me. You're like a little baby, right? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Hallelujah. Everything. A cup of coffee is just exciting to me. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you there. Partakers of the divine nature. That's what he wants. That's right. This is what the world is waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, that you and I get to that level. Hallelujah. When we could command things. Okay, and I'll break that down in the next session. I'm just setting the foundation so you'll understand who you are in Christ. Once you understand who you are in Christ, through the word, through revelation, now you can begin to move in this divine nature. The things that Dr. Hansen is saying, eagle saving nations, it is just a dream now, a vision that he got. Now every time he speaks it, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every time he said it, faith comes. Yes. When the faith comes, ideas come, strategies come. And then the implementation of the implementation of the strategy. Do you hear what I'm saying? So the realization and manifestation of what he's asked for and what God has placed in his heart. Amen. Hallelujah. We must engage the forces of darkness. Don't think they're going to back up from you. I'm not afraid of the devil. I was at one time because I didn't understand. And don't talk about the devil like that. Listen, I'm going to punch you back. Amen. And I'm going to die trying. What else can we lose? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well take ground. <laughs> He's already declared war on me. So declare war on him. You're not going to have my mind. You're not going to have my will. You're not going to have my emotions. You're not going to have my finances. You're not going to have my family. No. Greater is he that is in me. First John 4, 4. Than he that's in the world. Yes. Trying to get you to be warriors now. Glory be to God. Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 10 through 13. Amplified version. I am setting the foundation, something that God wants you to understand. He who descended is the very same as he who also ascended high above the heavens. That he, 
his presence, might fill all things. That is the whole universe. The universe is mine. I can't wait to see the universe. I can't wait to take a tour. You know, one time I could see myself surfing on Saturn's rings. The earth belongs to me. The universe belongs to me. I'm an heir of God enjoying with Christ. I will stand with Christ and judge the nations. The Bible says that we will judge angels. Can you imagine that we call to judge angels? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right, I'll be here at 7 o'clock at night because I'm not getting responsible. No, I know. You're just listening. I got it. Verse 11. And his gifts to the church were varied. He himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers and representatives, and some prophets who speak a new message from God to the people. Some are evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some are pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. God has given the apostles, the prophets. Thank God for Dr. Hansen, who has fathered me in the spirit, who has corrected me, who has challenged me. I remember when you first came, we had the conference. And the audio wasn't working properly. Thank God for all you all are working behind the scenes. Everything you do is very important for what he does. And something wasn't working and he got on my, he didn't really even knew me, but he got on my case. <laughs> he said, why is this not working? <laughs> yeah, what's going, what's the problem here with, the, with all the uh, electronics? I said, okay, Dr. Tens, I'll get, get it fixed. Because <laughs> I realized he was a commander. I was used to taking commands in the military. What a big deal. Well, who is he talking to? <laughs> Glory to God. No, okay, I got it, sir. Reporting, sir. I'll get it fixed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right away. But he was instilling to me, when you have something, do it with excellence. Put all your energy and might into it. Make sure because you are giving this to God. Whatsoever you do, whether in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Amen. Whether you eat or drink, do it all to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you. I'm the only one excited in here. Hallelujah. Amen. So God has put the fivefold ministry in the body to help all of you come to this level where we all can march out. We need many warriors as possible. Hallelujah. Fighting this war where they're taking and killing our children and killing the people. This is all out attack. Our message is talking about open your mouth. Open your mouth. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for the work of service. To build up the body of Christ, the church, until we reach oneness in the faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually. To become a mature believer. Reaching the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness, and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Every one of you have a part to play. I never asked to be in front of people. My natural personality is an introvert. I tell God, that's okay, God. I don't, I'm good. I don't want it. No, you're going to go do it. Do you love me? Yes, I do. Okay, go do it. <laughs> Glory to God. But I'm very shy. I'm very observant. But I'll do anything for God, for what he's done for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Never forget. Amen. Never gets old what he did for me many years ago. So the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, we're here to perfect all of you. Because I want all of you to march with us. Hallelujah. I told God, I bought some weapons and things. I'm buying some weapons. And I said, God, you know, I'm not trying to be Rambo. I've been in the military. Ain't no way. The military comes, you're dead meat. Okay? But I said, God, I want to be able to say, you know, when they, like they told Jesus, they says, uh, we come to get Jesus. He says, I'm he. They all fell to the ground. How many of you like to act on that type of anointing? Right. We're looking for Dr. Hansen. I'm he. All of them fall to the ground. <laughs> Glory 
word of God. I'm talking about some power, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I saw this on YouTube. Two robbers. I don't know what exactly what nation they were in. But anyway, a lady was walking, come from church. She had a, and guys tried to jack her. She got on her knees and one guy fled. Another guy fell on the ground. Praise and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. I said, nah, that's what I'm talking about right there. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes. Amen. I said, that's power in action. So we again are in a war, not of bullets, but of information and revelation. First yeah. Thessalonians chapter 4 and 11. That you study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your hands as we commanded you. When I launched the second part of this, because your mouth is the sword of the spirit. You have to study and be disciplined with your words. I hear people saying things. I said, what did you say? I said, say it again. I said, say it again, because faith comes by hearing. When you speak doubt and you, you neutralize God's word, well, I don't know. Well, you have what I don't know. You have to watch and first of all, discipline yourself, your mind, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You have to discipline yourself, study to be quiet. Now, ladies, don't get mad at me. I know it's a challenge with you. <laughs> Women, by design, are made that way. Yes. Okay, and I used to wonder. I said, God, why did it's in every nation? It's universal. Why do ladies talk? Because they release stress by talking. Men release stress by doing, exercising. So it's a part of it. It's not what you're talking about. It's what you're talking about. That's the difference. The Bible says that a woman will win her husband. How? By the conversation. That's how she wins her husband. Not by complaining. Not by murmuring. That's human nature. So as you study to be quiet, you learn to discipline yourself. Calm yourself down. It's been times when God told me, don't say that. Because if death and life is in the power of the tongue, I got to be careful what I say. We're talking about the divine nature. Where you can have what you ask for. How many would like that? You can have exactly what you say. So therefore, we have to be precise. It must speak words of precision. Think about what you're saying first. Let's look at this scripture. 1 John chapter 3, 22. Is everybody okay? And whatsoever we ask, did it say we had to ask specific things? It says whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Why? Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sights. When I read this scripture, I said, okay, I got the antidote. I understand it. Okay. So I'm breaking it down. Okay. I can ask anything. Got it. I'll receive. If I keep his commandment, what is the commandment? That you love one another. Is that so difficult? Love is the commandment. So I asked you before, what is love? I need to love everyone unconditionally. Yeah. I love all of you. It has no difference what your skin color is. Because in the spirit, we're no color. Amen. That's right. All this race theory nonsense. So I've worked with whites, black, Puerto Rican, Chinese, Japanese. There's evil in every race. Yes. We are the human race. I'm the human race. Amen. Praise God. I love people. You know why? Because people are so unique. Well, There's no one like you. Very unique. And it's very beautiful. You are an expression of God Almighty. Why won't I love you? Despite your shortcomings, despite my flaws, I love you. I care about your well-being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being. I care about that. Yeah. And whatever I can do to help you, I will help you. Hallelujah. That's love. Amen. But I learned the scripture that says, okay, now what do I need to do about this if I can ask whatever I will? He says, I keep his commandment, which the commandment is love. Okay, and I do those things that are pleasing in sight. Two things I got to do to get whatever I want. There's four things right now that I want from the Lord, and I'm ready to transition. I have books. I told Dr. Hanson, so I have about five manuscripts right now that I want to get them published. 
I want to have a healing community where people can come. I talked to Dr. Hanson about the healing community where people can come and get set free physically, mentally, emotionally. We have a community where people can just come and just be set free, eat, know how to eat properly and, and think properly. We train them, praise God, as leaders for the next generation to go out to the world. Hallelujah. A training center, praise God. This is just a portion of what God wants to do. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Because now we need to leave a legacy for the children, yeah. which they messed up. Yes. Bring them to be the leaders, praise God. Yeah. I think I want to see my grandbabies. And what else, Dr. Hanson? That's about four things. And I'm done. I can say, checking out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> see you on the other side. Because God has granted me everything I've asked for. Now, I'm not caught up in things. Things mean nothing to me. More responsibility. Okay, you got three houses. You got to clean them all. But God is no respect of any man's person gate. If you keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, you can ask whatever you want and it will be done. God has changed my desires. Some things I thought I wanted, I really didn't want. God has changed them. Are you with me? Are we doing okay? You are in war college. There's a new way of fighting now. Study needs to strive earnestly to make it one's aim. To examine closely for the purpose of understanding and application. That's what study means. What does this mean, God? And how do I apply it in my life? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's it. So when I talk to people, if you don't have righteousness, peace, and joy, you're not in the kingdom. But I'm a Christian. If you have anxiety and fear and frustration and anger and you're irritated, you're not in the kingdom. You're in Satan's kingdom. Righteousness, which is not my righteousness, is Christ's righteousness. Okay, I'll have to take care of that. Okay, he's already gave me his righteousness. Peace, I love peace. And we have dogs at the house, and when they start barking too much, I say, hey, what's going on around here? Come here. You don't have a job, you're eating things, unless they're just <laughs> barking because, you know, somebody's around. But I love peace in my house. I don't want chaos in my house. When I finish a long day's work, I want peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I don't want arguments and chaos. That's my dwelling place, hallelujah. What's going on, I ask? What's, what's the problem? Let's solve this problem right now so we can restore peace again. Joy. You know what the meaning of joy is? Anyone knows what the meaning of joy is? You have to define words. What is joy? Jesus, others, and you. Okay, all right. Happiness. Happiness. Uh, a little bit different word. Joy is eternal security. Eternal security. Rejoice not that the demons are subject unto you, but rather that your name is written in heaven. That's joy. Doesn't make a difference what happened. I got joy because I'm going to heaven. Praise God. One day I'm checking out. And all the burdens of this life and all the complexities and all the issues and things and drama I've had is all gone. All the tears are gone. You think people leaving this life want to come back? And they pull on Jesus' hand. I'm talking, no, no, no. Jesus said, go back. You got work to do. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Nothing can be compared to where we're going. But until we get there, we have to work this kingdom. Glory be to God. This is your responsibility or the ability to respond. How do we respond what's going on? You use it by your mouth. Yes, we need to march. We're doing it in Hawaii. We protest and we're trying to get in contact with our government, our leaders and all that. They don't want to answer emails or answer phone calls and all that. So now I'm saying, okay, what is the next strategy? Last thing we did was affidavits. So we went on the lawful side to submit affidavits, certified mail. They have to respond to that mail within a certain amount of time. If they don't, Okay, they forfeit their bonds. The bonds is the only thing that's keeping them safe. Without the bond, they like anyone else. Now we go after them legally. Okay, now we do class action lawsuits. So God, what is the strategy? Okay, and if you open up your mouth and ask, God will show you. Luke chapter 11. 
And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. I don't believe that you need long prayers. I don't. When the person was blind, did they have to pray for five hours to get a prayer? No. When the lepers came, did they have to pray for ten hours to be healing? I don't see nowhere in the Bible he had to be praying a long time. When Peter was walking on the water with Jesus Christ, did he have to say a long prayer when he sank? What did he say? Save me! It's too simple sometimes. We get so much knowledge. We get the doctors and the bachelor's degree. It's very simple. I'm not saying there's not times that you pray and you have to really travail. There are times that you do that. But when I have a communication with God, it's just natural. Lord, I need that. Lord, fix that. Lord, thank you for that. I appreciate that. God, thank you for that. God, fix that. Give me wisdom on that. I'm always communicating. Pray without ceasing. Yeah. Man, I always to pray and not faint. It's very simple. So he says, verse 2, Luke 11. And he said unto them, when you pray, say. When you pray, say. I pray this every morning. At least try to every morning. Okay, and my wife and I get together. We pray what Jesus said. Pray. Say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as in heaven, so in earth. So when I pray this prayer, I am confident that whatever goes on through my day is in the will of God gate. I'm covered. I talk to the Father. I acknowledge him who he is. Praise God. He said to pray. Thy kingdom come. I don't care what the devil is doing. Thy kingdom come. I say it out of my mouth. I declare it out of my mouth. Give us day by day our daily bread. Verse 3. Verse 4. And forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. So I make sure that I have no accounts of any sin toward myself and others. Yes. Someone hurt me the other day. I forgive them every day. I have a clean slate. Hallelujah. Amen. When I go to bed, I have not offended anybody. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? Yes. It's so wonderful when you haven't offended anybody. Now, you may not like me for whatever reason, but I'm not going to offend you. You won't get me on that one. Because I love you and I'm always going to bless you. And I'm always going to want your well-being. I always wonder, well, how are you doing today? Is everything okay? Now, can I pray for you about anything? See, this is how we operate. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. When I pray this prayer, ladies and gentlemen, I'm covered for the day. How many of you know you need to pray this prayer in the morning? Amen. Okay, so get to it, all right? I command you in Jesus' name. A few more scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 2 and 3. I'm giving you the word of God. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Do we have anybody in here who's been in the military? Anybody? Okay, so we're soldiers. When I went to military and boot camp, it taught me how to go beyond my natural ability. It taught me how to persevere. I was this close to being a Navy SEAL. Because I, I was saying, like, man, this is going to be great. Because I was an athlete already. I said, but I heard a voice that says, don't do it, they're murderers. Isn't that wonderful? When we got out of the swim test, there was a line that said, anyone want to be uh, Navy SEALs, cross this line. I was like, and I heard the voice. I was newly saved. He says, don't do it. They're murderers. Well, now I know they're assassins. But just being a baby Christian, I heard the voice. Don't do it. Amen. Praise God. But anyway, it taught me aspects of warfare. Like the centurion. Look at the centurion. He didn't go to Bible school. Amen, somebody? Amen. He said, you know what? I realize the principle. I'm a man under authority. I have people under me. When I tell them go here and go there, they obey me. He got a revelation. Where did he get the revelation from? Holy Spirit. I was saying he was meditating. He's like, wow, this about this Jesus. He don't, he don't even have to come to my house. <laughs> he doesn't have to come to my house. All he has to do is speak a word. Right. Where did he get that from? Jesus said, whoa, what kind of faith is this? I go with disciples three years and, and they still can't get it. I perform miracles. They still ain't got it. This centurion got it. 
So as a military man, I understand the principle. Lord, you are the master of space and time. Yes. <laughs> You're the master of space and time. You can do things remotely. <laughs> you didn't get that. <laughs> you can do things remotely. You can do things remotely. I don't have to go to Africa. It's nice to be there. I can speak a word. Open your mouth. It's the sword of the spirit. Try it, you like it. I'm in River Mikey. <laughs> Try it, you like it. <laughs> Try it. Speak to mountains. I remember when I read the scripture about removing mountains. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, he says, not only can you do that, you can say it to the mountain. And uh, I remember I was a new Christian. I was so excited about this. I said, I can tell the mountain to move. And I was looking at mountains like this. <laughs> and the Lord says this. He says, why do you want to move the mountain? He says, wouldn't that cause a lot of chaos? All of a sudden, mom's coming up. He says, no, you don't need to do that right now. But still, the principle remains the same. You can if he wants you to do it. Listen, there may be a time coming where we need to move mountains. Right? Yeah, the army's coming after us, chasing us down. And the guy says, get that mountain and drop it on him. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. These are exciting times today. Amen. Are you here? Amen. 2 Timothy 2 and 4, the Amplified Version says this. No soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business, affairs of civilian life. You have to change your mindset. I don't care if you've never been in the military. you got to become a soldier. When I went to boot camp, it changed me. Right. And the guys had the long haircuts and everything. And, you know, it was really nice at the recruiting station. That's how Jesus is. Very nice. Come on, follow me. <laughs> 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 Come follow me. You know, and then once you say, I do, you're done. You're, done. <laughs> you're not your own anymore. You're bought with the price. You don't belong to yourself anymore. Amen. And so, you know, we get up early in Chicago, Great Lakes. So we uh, start to get all of our issued items and we go to the barbershop. And these guys had, I don't know if you know the black folk, they had the Jerry Curls back in the day. So, you know, stuff was dripping down, yeah. And all of a sudden, and guys were crying. And so, right, they were indoctrinating us now into this new place. So everybody was nice. You got your clothes, everything good. Yeah, it's about 11 o'clock at night. All right, you're going to go to the barracks. Okay, you guys, you know, get your, and sit down and everything and go to sleep. Five o'clock in the morning. Get up! <laughs> what is this? You're in the army, bro. You're in the navy. Get out of that bed. They were flipping beds over. Boom! And people were scared, like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Huh? Give me chance. Amen. Praise God. They were honest. Who are you looking at? Get in line. I mean, they just changed it. I thought you guys were so nice. We're not here to be nice. Yeah. Dr. Anson, you think I'm nice, Dr. Anson? But I have a warrior side. I have an edge, don't I? Yeah, I have a little edge. I take it from you. <laughs> Dr. Hansen is a warrior. Praise God. I'd be with him. I went to Africa with him. And he was like, bam, bam, bam. Get up. You know, you got to go. And I said, okay. I told my wife, she wanted to go to. I said, listen, Dr. Hansen don't play games. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be in the mirror all day. I said, oh, you know, get my head and lipstick on. <laughs> I said, a whole other world, praise God. <laughs> Amen. This guy is too much. Praise Jesus. But I was, oh, I know he's a commander. I got it. We got work to do. Then he tells me, you know, we could be shot. I'm like, shot? I thought we was going on a nice military, I mean, missionary trip. <laughs> As I started looking around everywhere, praise God, seeing guys with AK-47s. I was like, man. 
And then we left Dr. Hansen and we got to the airport. And so we was leaving going to that was very intense. But it was very good for us. But it was for me. We get to the airport and these military people tell us to get out of the car. I said, man, it's almost over. <laughs> get out of the car. Let's <laughs> go. I said, man. And so we got into that lobby room in the airport. And I tell you, we took a deep breath like, whew, this was amazing. But it was war. You can be killed at any time. Are you with me? Okay, are you enjoying this? I'm speaking to your spirit. See, your mind is crazy. So I'm bypassing your mind. I'm going to the spirit man. Because your spirit man is saying, oh, I love this. You (laughs) are the spirit man. Hallelujah. So no soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life. Okay, he avoids them. So that he may please the one who enlists him to serve. Say, I'm a warrior. I can barely, barely believe that. Say, I'm a warrior. Okay, one more time. I'm a warrior. That's right. You got to believe yourself first. Convince yourself. I'm studying right now, and I'm going to end with this. The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Okay. And I looked at some of his teachings, and I was saying, okay, God, well, he got this from the Bible. It's nothing new under the sun. The Art of War is an ancient Chinese military trustee. The work which is attributed to the ancient Chinese military strategist Sun Tzu is composed of 13 chapters. Each one is devoted to an aspect of warfare and how it applies to military strategy and tactics. So what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have to know how to use our weapons right to see success. It's not just AK-47s and 9 millimeters and all that because you won't stand a chance, the military. Okay. We need to call down the powers of heaven. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. A third angels fell with Lucifer. We have two thirds on our side. How can we lose? Can't lose. Okay, Satan, you come against me. I'm coming against you. Okay, there's not a thought in my mind that I let go unchecked. Okay, work with the carnal man if you want to. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Don't even come around me. I want to hear your voice. I want to smell your filth. I don't want nothing to do with you. I don't like having conversations with the devil other than rebuke him and cast him down and cast him out. So we must become skillful in the art of spiritual warfare. This is why we have the training center here so you'll learn how. That's why they have the classes so you'll learn how to engage the enemy effectively because God has warriors all around this planet. Intercessors. You may not be here in the pulpit, but you're interceding for us because we're on the front lines. You say you want to be an apostle? You want to be a prophet? I don't have many friends. Either you love me or you hate me. It's okay. I love you. You can't change that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 2 Timothy 2 and 5. If any man strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. There are certain principles that Satan knows. If you don't know how to engage him properly, he wins. If you learn how to engage him properly, we win on every level. Praise God. When we have come to a place of maturity and discipline, we can now be trusted by God to operate in greater power and authority. Where you can tell the waves and the winds to stop. You can tell the waves and the winds to stop. I've done it on many occasions. It was raining and I didn't do it because I just wanted to do it. I did it because I wanted to exercise my authority. One lady was saying at my workplace, it was raining. We're on guard duty and it had been raining profusely in Hawaii. And we'd already had a significant amount of rain. And I said, okay, God, okay, we had enough rain. They said the storm was coming back again. I said, no, no. I said, we're done with it. And the lady says, look, she's looking on her phone. She said, oh, no, oh, no. The weather map says, I said, it's not coming. Okay. So Monday went by, Tuesday went by, Wednesday went by, and Thursday went by. I just want to make sure that, you know, we got it covered. I said, oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, didn't I say 
But to have this authority, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not doing it to be frivolous. I'm not doing it just to, I'm doing it because I feel an unction. Because I love rain. I just don't love cold. And I don't love cloudy places. But if God tells me to go to rain and cloudy places, I'll go. Anyway, that's another, another point. But I exercised my authority. And I said out of my mouth, I use the sword of the spirit. Unctioned by the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't have rain, it's not going to be green. And I love green stuff, so I welcome rain. But I felt at that time, it was time. No, Lord, I'm not accepting this. Amen. We're trying to, and I'm setting, hopefully, the foundation. We're going to get into some more things, and hopefully to ignite your spirit, that we have to bring forth now the manifested sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. You don't have to go to Bible school. That's good to go. And knowledge, but see, knowledge puffs up. I had a chance to go to Bible school, but the Lord told me, I'm going to put you in the school of ministry. And as I read the scriptures myself, I knew what Jesus was saying. No one can deceive me. I said, that's not the Bible. You're taking that out of context. So we have a solid foundation of Christ. We won't be shaken because he says the time is coming that everything will be shaken. And it's happening right now. And I used to tell people, get in your word. All you're talking about is the word, the word, the word. Then I realized that Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word manifest. Hallelujah. How much time are you spending your word? We say we love Jesus, but we don't want to get close to him. So we're raising up an army. We launched another men's form called Operation Gideon. That's all we need is 300 men who lap water like a dog gate. Tough men. Men who are not afraid to fight. Men are not afraid to die. Don't you know the scripture that says, and we, we sang it today. And they overcame him in Revelations by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. But surprising to me, we don't continue with the scripture. It says that they love not their lives until the death. If we're going to be the warriors in which God wants us to be, we cannot be afraid of death. We have to face it. Because in reality, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I know we haven't seen it in America, but it's coming. We've seen it in Africa where they're taking heads off. And I'm asking God, am I ready? He says, fear not him who can destroy the body, but fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Amen. God, I want to be that person that I can, if that's my lot, so yes. be it. Yes. So fill me up with courage. Yes. That I can stand before kings. I can stand before representatives in Hawaii and let them know. I talked to one representative who was pushing the shots. I said, what are you doing? Do you know anything about what's in the shots? No, I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing. What do you mean you don't know nothing about nothing? He could not even look me in the eye. He looked down the ground. I said, man, look me in the eye. See the fire in my eyes. Okay, you tell these people to get this poison and you don't know nothing about What is your job as a public servant? You're just a public servant. Right. Yes. It's your responsibility to be Akamai, what they say in Hawaii, to be smart. Put in his post. I know nothing about nothing about nothing. I said, what you talking about? Sergeant Schultz. Yeah, there you go. Sergeant Schultz. I was trying to think about that. Thank you very much. Are you crazy? See, we got to start getting in the face of the people. Not, I do it not in the way of condemnation, but I do it because I'm dealing with the spirit in him. Amen. Looking down to the ground and all that. He didn't expect to see me because I've been trying to get contact with him, Dr. Hansen. Calling him and he don't answer his mail. Then when I showed up, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I got to face him now. And that's how it should be, Gabe. When we come into the place, people should tremble. Yeah. Not at us because there's anything in us. It's Christ in us. Yeah. That the demons submit. Because greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. God bless you. I love you. Amen. Amen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed today's warning shortwave program with apostolic leader Eric Hurd. Open your mouth. My phone number is 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. My website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Contact us. Make a donation. God bless you.